Hi, and welcome to episode 9 of Fuzzy Lives Forever. In this episode, we'll be talking about pets and kids. We are very passionate about educating people about animals and spreading the word about the podcast. So if you're liking what you're listening to and think more people would enjoy it, please tell a friend, share a post on social media, or leave us a review on iTunes. We will love you forever. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Okay. Yes. No. No. Funny. No. Henry's. It's not Henry's. Um, man. Hello and welcome to Fuzzy Lives Forever, a podcast by somebody who knows a lot about animals and somebody who loves animals a lot. My name's Will, I'm a veterinarian, and I'm Emma, and I am not in our closet at our house. No, you're not. Neither am I. <laughs> Where are we? We are at my sister's house in St. Louis. We but, are. But we almost weren't both here. No, I nearly didn't make it. I arrived on our airplane one minute before takeoff. It was gripping Literally stuff. Literally one minute. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Here's the story. So we have an early morning flight, 6, 10 a.m. We get up super early we make it to the airport with just enough time to make it through security and so we get to security realize we don't have our boarding passes that's my bad that's <laughs> so my bad <laughs> will's got to get the boarding passes i'm in the line and i open up my wallet and don't have my id i have no idea where it is still oh no clue um and so i'm freaking out about that and will calls me and he's like okay i made it to the security line where are you and i'm waving my hand i was like i don't see you and he's in the wrong line and so he has to come find <laughs> Wait, me who's in, in the wrong line <laughs> we're in different lines <laughs> so he's got to come find me he's got to you know like push past people comes find me i'm like throwing clothes out of my suitcase looking for my idea it's nowhere um so we get to the front of the line and I explained the situation to the security guy, and he's like, well, ma'am, you have to step aside. Your husband can go ahead, but you have to step aside. So <laughs> so I tell Will to leave me. He really had to come to see his sister. We've been planning this a long time. He had to go. So he leaves. I'm kind of, you know, silently crying, and I'm like, I'm going to miss my flight. And they're just kind of shuffling me around. They don't know what to do with me. I think finally they just felt so bad for me that they let me go. <laughs> And, and they push me through security, um, and I start running as fast as I can. Because at this point, I know I have less than five minutes to make it. But of course... It's the far end. It's the furthest gate away. So I'm looking at the gate numbers. They're like gate 30, and I'm going to nine. And I'm already out of breath. I'm huffing, <laughs> puffing. I'm pulling my suitcase. I've got my laptop in one hand. I'm in flip-flops. And then I hear them call my name over the intercom. They're like, this is the last call Emma for pass. Emma Pass. <laughs> you should be on this flight right now. And I'm still at like 22. And so I turn left. I tell a Southwest guy. I was like, call C9. Tell them I'm coming. Tell them I'm still and alive. I run, I run, I sprint, I sprint. I make it to the gate. And the doors are locked. Oh, man. The door is closed. It's locked. And I turn to a woman. I was like, please. They just, I just called. I'm, I'm here. I'm on this flight. And, um, I'm the one they've been waiting for. <laughs> and, and luckily, somebody comes and unlocks the gate for me. And I make it on the plane at 6.09 for our 6.10 flight. 
Amazing athleticism. So I'm really glad I'm here. We really should have gone to the airport earlier. Yeah. Let's be honest. We made several mistakes. It was it was a series of unfortunate events. Exactly. But we both made it here. Yeah. And we're happy to be here. It is our nephew Henry's second birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Henry. Yeah, I can't miss that. No, very no. important. Um so because we've been spending a lot of time with Will's sister and uh Henry, we decided that it'd be a good time to talk about having pets and having kids. Yeah, yeah. And my, my sister and her husband just have Henry. They just have the human variety. Pets. The human <laughs> pet. <laughs> Let's be honest, there's very little differences between children and animals sometimes. It's quite similar <laughs> in many ways. Humans are difficult to take care of, though. Right. At two years old, they are insistent upon finding the sharpest, hottest, and most dangerous things, and they gravitate towards them. Absolutely. At least as far as I can tell. Absolutely. Um, so... Just starting off because Will's sister would love a dog and she's always had dogs growing up, but it's hard. Like we've, we've been noticing, we don't have kids ourselves, but we've been noticing it's really challenging. Turns so out. it's like, should you have pets and kids at the same time? Let's just start there. Like basics. I mean, I grew up with pets. Yeah. So I'm a yes. Yeah. I'm a yes. I'm a yes too. Of course I'm a yes. Right. But let's, let's do like pros and cons. Right. Well, I think that the common unfortunate occurrence I see as a vet is that you have somebody come in who maybe got a dog before they had a kid or maybe they got a puppy and they already had a kid. Ultimately, what I'm trying to get to is that the dog sometimes takes second place. Yeah. Which is kind of reality. You got to look after your human child, right? right. So Your I biology get it. dictates yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it is arguably very important that you take care of your human child. But unfortunately, sometimes the dog doesn't have enough time. And I mean, hanging out with my sister and, and my brother-in-law, there's not a lot of time to do anything else. Right. And so the hard thing is how do you walk the dog? You know, how do you play with the dog and train the dog? And so unfortunately, sometimes dogs get a little forgotten sometimes when you have kids. Right. And that's tough to see. When a common scenario is couples will get a puppy before having kids as like a way to practice and, right. um, you know, get some more responsibility, but then end up having a kid soon right. after. So you have a puppy, which is like a baby, yeah. and then another baby. And like you're saying, the puppy ends up kind of yeah. taking second place. I would say that unless you would have gotten a dog no matter what, I wouldn't get a dog as a training device for having a child. Right. Personally. Like I if mean, you want a child, have a child. Have a child. But if you want a dog and a baby, maybe consider not getting a puppy and, and having a baby. Right. Maybe get a little bit of an older dog that right. doesn't need training yeah. and doesn't need to get up in the middle of the night to pee. Yeah. I think the perfect storm is the baby or toddler with the puppy. Scenario. Yeah. Just try and space it out a little bit right. would be what I'd say. Because you're, right. yeah, you're totally right. You know, toddlers and babies are very high maintenance kids not as much and the same is true of puppies and dogs you know right. puppies need a lot of time and work and so if you've got a puppy and a toddler you've got one animal that's trying to chew up all of your furniture and your <laughs> shoes and peeing all over the carpet and then you've got a dog and then you've got a dog <laughs> bam <laughs> that was the longest joke setup i've ever had <laughs> um but there's a lot of benefits. And you were talking specifically about some like scientific studies. So there's been interesting studies that have come out that show that babies that grow up with dogs or cats, with pets, in the home, in the home are less likely to have some allergies and potentially less likely to get sick. 
And the argument is that the immune system becomes tolerant to some types of environmental allergens that animals bring in on their coats. Mm -hmm. And also they become tolerant of animals themselves. So they're less likely to have dog or cat allergies if they're exposed. There have been multiple studies that show that there is a benefit of having a dog or a cat when you grow up. And I mean, for me anyway, there's a huge psychological benefit. I was going to say, and of course there's boundless emotional psychological benefit of having a an animal growing up. Oh, yeah. There's no better friend when you're yeah. growing up and you need somebody to talk to yeah. than a dog or a cat. Yeah. And <laughs> plus, they kind of teach you responsibility and compassion and empathy and yeah. all that good There's stuff. There's good stuff. Yeah. So we're pro dogs and kids. Yes. Pets and kids. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Although you wanted to do a little disclaimer about cats. Slightly different. Right. And so cats are a little bit different in that I also see cats get really stressed out from the new baby and cats do things like throw up and scratch things and then they pee outside the litter box if they get really stressed out. If you wanted to hear more about that in one of our earlier episodes called Vodka Iced Tea Lemonade or Cat Cat Stress, stress. we talk about cats getting stressed out. And so for the sake of time, we'll be talking a little bit more about dogs today. Right. So... um... I posted to our social media asking if anybody had questions that they would like to ask about, you know, having pets and having kids. And one of our listeners asked us about uh, dogs and kids sleeping together. I guess there are a few really popular Instagram accounts where moms will position uh, a dog with their baby in a really cute sleeping position. Um, What do you think about that, Dr. Pass? I wouldn't personally do it. Yeah. I love dogs. And I trust a lot of dogs that I know, but, and I'm sure there are kids and babies who sleep with their dog. My question is, what is the upside other than cuteness? Right. Personally. Right. You know, you do put your kid at risk. I mean, I recently, and this is not a perfect example, but I recently saw a a kitten and a dog that were sleeping snuggled up together. It was very adorable. The person Mm -hmm. had tons of pictures of it. One day the dog got startled by something and the first thing there was the kitten and the the kitten got bitten on the face and broke bones in its face. And so what I would worry about with a baby or a toddler is that what if the baby reaches out in its sleep and pokes the dog in the eye? Or what if there's a loud sound and the dog is confused and bites the baby? And it's like, I don't really see there's a huge, tremendous upside to that. And I do think that to be totally frank about it, trying to get cute pictures of your dog and your baby together to encourage people to do the same thing as some kind of effort to promote dogs is misguided. Right. Dogs are great, but let's be honest, they're not... They're still animals. They're still animals, right. you know, and I think that, that unfortunately, dogs can sometimes get a worse rap if they are put in situations where they're more likely to do things. Right, like, like they're yeah, set up Like putting a baby disaster. on your dog when it's sleeping is not really fair to your dog. Yeah. 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 So, Although the pictures... They're really cute. Very cute. cute. <laughs> you can't argue with results, <laughs> Very right? Very <laughs> cute. <laughs> okay. Um, next question. Uh, what about kids going to pet dogs? Because I think this is something we've all experienced, whether we have kids or we nanny kids or we know kids. You know, a kid runs right up to the dog and then we all say something along the lines of like, oh, put your hand out to smell it or ask, ask if it's a friendly dog. Like, what should we educate our kids to do when they see a dog that they'd like to pet? I would say that caution is key and supervision is essential. You should never really be leaving your kids or toddlers or whoever with dogs at all. Yeah. You know, I, of course, if you trust the dog a lot, yes. But but for strangers that have dogs, for example, I do think asking permission is important. Yeah. But I would also say that 
you know, owners are not likely to say, yes, my dog bites. Right. So just because the owner says, yes, my dog is friendly, doesn't necessarily mean you should stick your hand right in its face immediately. Like, what other signs should you look for to see if a dog is right. aggressive? So if a dog is trying to hide or if a dog okay. is showing signs of fear, I mean, fear a lot of times precedes aggression. So if a dog has its ears back, its tail down, or it's got its hackles up, or it's trying to get away from the kid, right. and it's not interested in the kid, then you should no force the issue. The dog has to also be okay with it. And I think right. sometimes we forget that it's also the dog's choice. And so what you're saying is... It needs to be consensual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're trying to say, does this dog want to meet this kid? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then yeah, go for it. And then... Life goal, pet all the dogs you can. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pet all the dogs. So here in St. Louis, I was talking to one of my sister's friends who is a pediatric dentist. We're talking human now. And so she works with kids. She works with kids who have really bad dental problems. Um, sometimes these kids have developmental disabilities or they have other challenges, maybe from lower income places. And basically working with kids in some ways is kind of like being a vet. So we started to talk about the similarities and differences between working with dogs and cats and working with with kids. And there's some similarities in that sometimes you have to do things that they don't want you to do for the greater good. And so for many people, that can be kind of a hard pill to swallow that you have to put your dog or your kid through something or your cat through something to make them better. And it can be hard as a professional to do these things because sometimes you have to restrain them. And this is true of kids and dogs and cats. Sometimes you have to give them drugs, sedatives, or even put them under anesthesia to do what you need to do. And so I just thought this was fascinating that there are people working with kids and really having some similar experiences to what veterinarians have. So I thought it'd be fun to sit down and talk a little bit about what Mara does. So let's, let's hear what she has to say. Alrighty, so today we're sitting down with, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Mara Krill. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to say something about myself? Sorry. Yeah, so what's, okay. your, what's, your, uh, what's okay. your deal? So, what's right, your deal? my deal. Um, so I am a dentist and I just recently decided to go back to school to specialize in working with kids. Kids? Yeah. Human kids. Human kids. Oh, thanks Human for the clarification. Kids. I have a golden retriever. We've had him for about three years. His name is Weller. And then before I became a dentist, I worked at the Cincinnati Zoo and the Newport Aquarium in uh, Newport, Kentucky. Wow. That's yeah. cool. And what does your t-shirt say? Uh, life goal to pet all dogs. Yes. <laughs> that's a good goal. You know, we were talking a little bit yesterday mm -hmm. about how this is kind of, at least to me, seems kind of <laughs> like being a vet because it sounds like kids, believe it or not, don't always want you to do dentistry on oh, them. Oh, yes. Is that right? Very much so. And they also don't, like you ask them a question and a lot of times you don't get a response. They just don't want to answer you either. Right. Yeah. And, and so what, do you, what would you say is your favorite thing about working with kids? They're funny. You never know what to expect. And you can joke around with them and laugh with them and you can tickle them and it's appropriate. You can't do that with an adult. <laughs> like, <It's> a... <laughs> 
So you you don't tickle your adult patients. No, that does not go over well. Not since not since that one time when right. you got in trouble, right? And then and now that's why I'm specializing with kids. That's good. That's good. Recently, you've been combining both the the kid human kid dentistry yeah. with animal stuff. So can yeah. you just kind of tell us a little bit about your research? Yeah. So um, my research that I'm proposing is going to be the effects of therapy dogs on children with autism. So we work with an autism center associated with the hospital that's with our program. And we have a therapy dog come in that works with the kids at their autism clinic during their regular therapy. And then we bring him to our clinic and it's just a source of comfort for them and allows them to maybe get a little bit farther in the appointment than they would without the dog. Nice. It's been fun. Yeah, and so you, you do see a pretty big difference in the kids with oh, the yeah. dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of it, too, is um, they know the dog outside the clinic, so that it's like almost like a familiar face. Right. Uh, and they can, if they get anxious, the dog like has a table that sits next to the chair so they can pet him, Aww. and we can always take breaks, like, okay, well, maybe you're not so happy right now well let's pet the dog for a couple minutes and then try and get back to it so it's been fun very nice yeah that's very cool yeah and so you've got a little platform here there's yeah a few people hopefully listening <laughs> what what is a pointer you would give to people who have uh, th this human pet the child yes. what would you say for for them for taking care of their kids teeth yeah so brushing twice a day is obviously what we recommend the most important time would be at night right before bed after they've eaten all day, and then not going to bed with juice or a bottle is huge. Very bad. Very bad. Because then they drink that juice or that milk all night, and the sugar sits on their teeth. Not very good. And then bring them to the dentist. Oh, yeah. How many times should they go to the dentist? Twice a year. All right. Whether they need it or not. Right. You heard it here first. <laughs> Fluoride is good. That might be a little <laughs> oh, no. controversial. It's what's controlling oh, our no. minds, though. I know. Oh. And now we're going to play a game. Let's bring Brian in. Okay, cool. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Fuzzy Lives Forever game segment of the show. We're going to have you start by introducing yourselves. We have two teams today. We'll start with team number one. Hi, my name is Katie, and this is my husband, Joe. Hello. <laughs> and um, we don't have any pets, but we have a two-year-old toddler, which is similar to owning a pet. <laughs> exactly. Named Henry. <laughs> Named Henry. And team number two? Hi, I'm Mara, and this is my fiancé, Brian. Hi. And we have a three-year-old golden retriever named Weller. Perfect. So on today's episode, we're talking about kids and animals, and in this time of life, everyone's getting married and having babies, and so we thought we would do um, a newlywed-style game show where you have answered questions about yourselves, and now we're going to see if your spouses know you well enough to know those answers. Are you ready to play? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll start with um, a question for the guys. Guys, would your partner rather hold a tarantula or a python? Brian, what did Mara say? Python. That is correct. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Joe, what would he rather hold? Python. That is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> Tarantulas are furry like animals. <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> 
one point. Yeah, I'd rather okay. not test either. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, question for the ladies next. Oh, man. What was the name of your partner's first childhood pet? So this time we'll start with Katie. Katie, what was Joe's first childhood pet's name? Oh. I... I know he had a, a standard <laughs> poodle named Degal, but I think he had an animal before that. But I'm gonna say Degal because I, I'm not sure. That is correct. That is oh, correct. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> and Mara, uh, I would say Misty, the Golden Retriever. That is correct. Yep. Good, Good job. job. <laughs> okay, question for the guys. Four paintings in your house. <laughs> we asked your partners what their quote-unquote spirit animal would be. Uh, so we'll start with Brian. What would Mara's quote-unquote spirit animal be? A dog. Ooh, close. Not really. <laughs> Not really close. <laughs> it was a penguin. Not a close penguin. Would you like to explain why? Um, so actually before I got into dentistry, I wanted to work at a zoo. So I worked with penguins for two summers. The things that you makes learn. A lot of sense. The things you learn. <laughs> All right, Joe. What would Katie's quote-unquote spirit animal be? Mm-hmm. A unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, what's the answer? I said a bear, like a mama bear, very protective, and sometimes I get a little grouchy. I was, <laughs> I was trying to think of the most high anxiety animal. <laughs> Calculator. Should we give him a 10 second count? No, I really can't do this in my head. I just, I can't. I just am not good at this. Okay, hold on. 20 times 7. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm horrible math. Joe's already figured it out. Do you already know, it's too? Like, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty basic stuff. Wait, if you say yours, then I can mine it. Like, it's a track. So in part one, we've got Team BM in the lead. Nice team name there, Brian and Mara, with two points, and JK with one Ooh, point. I like that. Now the next section is a trivia game, and we were remarking on how baby goats are called kids, and baby humans are called kids, and so it's called Are You Kidding Me? And you have to let us know if this is something that is true of a human kid, 
a goat kid, both, or neither? And okay. To, to answer the question, instead of a buzzer, we're going to need to hear a goat sound. Yes. So let's Only hear JK's answer. goat sound first. Meh. That's pretty good. Meh. <laughs> 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 it's like a buzzer right. and a goat. Very distinguishable. Good. All right, so we're going to start the timer here. Oh, jeez. Which kid has a 7.5 pound average birth weight? Meh. JK. JK. Uh, human kid. That is correct. Oh, nice. Which kid has a field of vision of 320 degrees? Meh. Meh. Goat. JK? That's correct. You can, you can turn JK's quick. Number yourself. three. Which kid performs enzymatic digestion and nutrient absorption in the small intestine? Yeah. 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 Both. Joe, you go. <laughs> yeah. Both. Both. We'll give, we're going to give him both a point. Equal buzzer. <laughs> Question number four. This kid is born with 12 teeth. Man. Yeah. Neither. Very good, JK. Oh. The confidence. <laughs> Question number five. A heart rate of 120 beats per minute is normal for a one-year-old kid. Man. Ooh, that's BM. Human. Ooh. Oh. It's both. It's Sorry, both. BM. Oh. And the final question. Which kid needs a dietary source of vitamin C? Yeah. Joe? Neither. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, human. That's yes, correct. that's correct. Kids nice. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would give oh, man. the BM team four points and JK five. Yeah. Oh. Edged you out ever so slightly. So Joe and Katie, you will be enshrined in Fuzzy Loose Forever Hall of Fame with your fuzzy, which is your human kid. <laughs> <laughs> Someday <Okay>. he will be. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for playing. Thanks for having us. Let's wrap things up with this week's Animal Online. Last week, you were introduced to the cat, Little Bub. Little Bub. And the winner from the comment contest is... Mini Dogs. That's the Instagram uh, name, Mini Dogs. So you will win a handcrafted limited edition cat or dog bow tie. Um, just go to our Instagram page, choose the fabric you like, and direct message us with your address, and we'll send one your way. Pretty sweet stuff. So that will be the prize for next week as well. If you would like to win a bow tie, comment on this week's Animal Online, which is wonton soup the Pekingese. <laughs> really good let me name. see let me see so wonton soup is a Pekingese, which i honestly wasn't familiar with this dog breed but it's a very small dog with like crazy long hair like Whoa. hagrid <laughs> style hair and um most most of the instagram page is uh wonton soup just running in slow motion and then the hair is kind of like a flopping and bounding all over the place and he's just honestly adorable and i like this one where they've supersized him to be the size of a person they photoshopped <laughs> him and he's in a marathon with somebody so that's worth a look <laughs> um and here's one where he's wearing a cute little hat oh very nice he kind of looks like a big rabbit honestly yeah He's very cute. Very cute. So um, I'll post a picture of Wonton Soup on Instagram if you comment or on Facebook uh, or Twitter. Then you could have a chance to win for next week. 
It's going to be pretty good. Bow ties looking sharp. (laughs) All right. And that's all we've got for today. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. See ya. Fuzzy loves you. Bye. Funny.